The Sobe Art Award is Canada's most prestigious contemporary art prize, bringing national and international attention to Canadian artists age 40 and under. Stephanie Kamalang was the winner for 2019, picking up the $100,000 top prize. Learn more about Stephanie and the four Sobe finalists in the two-part series, The New Masters on CBC Ideas. For more information about the award, visit www.gallery.ca slash Sobe. This is a CBC Podcast. My dad used to be adventurous and curious about the world. When my sister and I were kids, he would take us to the beach after a big snowstorm to see what it looked like when two feet of snow met the ocean. He'd wake us in the middle of the night to see an eclipse or a meteor shower. He'd tell us about how he and his best friend, my Uncle Sill, would ride their bikes over the Brooklyn Bridge to the Museum of Natural History they would sneak in without paying by walking in backwards through the exit. Later, when he and my mom brought us to the museums, my mom would make a beeline for the nearest bench, not looking at any of the exhibits. All she wanted was to sit down. I remember her being miserable a lot of the time. At home, she would spend a good chunk of each day lying on the sofa, asking us to be quiet and to get her a warm washcloth to put on her forehead. Sometimes when my dad would come home from work, she'd tell him that I'd acted terribly, and he would hit me. I remember wondering, why didn't he want to hear my side of the story? Nowadays, when I call home wanting to talk to him, he puts my mom on the phone instead. I picture my parents both sitting there in the living room, my dad in his recliner, reading a biography of Sitting Bull or Theodore Roosevelt, or looking at photos of faraway places in a National Geographic. My dad's always wanted to go to Italy. It's his big dream. But my parents have never gone. They've never even left the country. I honestly can't picture what my dad's life would look like if he wasn't married to my mom. They're so intertwined. But it's something I think about every now and again. Would he be better off? Would I be better off? Does that curious, adventure-loving dad still exist? From CBC, this is Love Me, a show about the messiness of human connection. I'm Lou. Today's episode, In the Distance. Your brother Eli Moon has a little noise for every move he makes and emotion he has. He's playing in the bedroom now with your papa. They're looking at their shadows on the wall. Every once in a while, your papa lifts Eli up into the air. 
flies him around and then puts him back down on his back. Eli loves that. I'm in the kitchen cooking fish tacos for dinner. The oil is crackling in the cast iron pan. I picture you listening in on us with a stethoscope. Your ears tuning in to everything we do. I imagine our home beating like a heart, transmitting a pulse and frequency just for you. When I sing to Eli, I am also singing to you. When I sing about how he is the most beautiful baby in the world, I always stop and add boy or baby on this earthly plane because I don't want to leave you out, Lilia. I don't want to leave you out. When you were born, you didn't make a sound. The only sounds I remember you making were three days later when you were in my arms about to die. Sips of air, teeny growls, followed by a terrifying layer of silence. The morning that your brother Eli was born, I tapped on my belly and asked if he was okay in there and if he was ready to come out. He kicked me back. Hard. Someone told me once that you probably left a note inside of my womb for him. Some secret little message to help him on his way to make it to Earth safely. I listen for his breaths, making sure they are strong, full, and regular. I get to know that newborn breaths have lots of irregularities. Fast stretches and then spaces in between, and I tell myself he's okay when I hear those. When he sleeps on me, sometimes I can't tell if he's breathing or if his body is just moving up and down because I'm breathing. I hold my breath and then get really still to make sure I can see his chest rising and falling on its own before I exhale. When people ask if your brother is my first and I lie and say yes, 
I hope you know that it's just easier not to burden them with the truth of you. How for nine months you were healthy in my womb, and how you were born so sick and died in my arms while your auntie was reading you Goodnight Moon. I remember the weight of you on my chest, your heavy head resting on my heart, your papa's tender hand on your back, your body draped over my still swollen belly. Sometimes when I'm trying to calm Eli down and I find myself saying, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I feel something kicking inside of me saying, no, it's not okay. Lilia is not here. God, why am I saying it's okay? It's okay. It's okay. It gets louder okay. and then I get louder because both okay. things are true at the same time. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Our home is full of your haunted hand-me-downs. We sing your brother's songs on long drives in the car seat that was supposed to be for you. He bathes in the blue plastic tub that was supposed to be for you. He is heard on baby monitors that were bought for us to be able to listen in on you. Lilia listened to him say mama. Lilia listened to him hiccup. Lilia listened to him snore. Lilia listened to him laugh. <laughs> Lilia listened to him mimic me. Lilia listened to us howling together. Lilia listened to him noticing his own shadow. You see your shadow? <laughs> <laughs> 
Lilia listened to him try and say hello. Today is your fourth birthday. Lilia Wilde, today would have been your fourth birthday. And I am very, very sad. I wish you were here. After one year of raising your brother, I know what I've missed with you. It's late afternoon and I'm reading Eli Moon's stories. Some of the stories that were bought and inscribed for you. And songs to let you know that you are loved. As we give you roots, you give us wings. I picture you pointing to the words as I read, watching his eyes as they follow. I picture you on my left knee and him on my right. You're squeezing his hand at your favorite parts. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for becoming the best of all of us. We sang you home. Thank you for singing back. Welcome to the world. We love you. We love you. We love you. more deeply because I had you first. I love him more deeply because I had you first. I love him more deeply because I had you first.
From I was very small, I wanted to know about trying to understand things, how they work, especially how they work. So I was very curious, and I was constantly asking questions. The kind of questions I was asking at the time, most people couldn't answer. So I started making up my own theories about things. And um, it wasn't the usual questions. Um, they were a little bit deeper than the usual. And so people, I think they were more on the philosophic lines, even though I didn't know the word philosophy at the time. One of my first theory, um, I lived on a street in, in Sablomara, Jamaica. It was a long street, straight street, and way in the distance, there were mountains. And I used to enjoy looking at the mountains. I looked down the street, and um, on the days, I could see the mountains quite clearly. In the evenings, I couldn't see them. And I, you know, was asking, what happened to the mountains? And since I didn't get an answer there, I made up a theory. I made up a theory that, well, the mountains, I can't see them, so they must have gone down like the sun. It didn't come to me that, well, it was just dark, and I couldn't see them. On today's Love Me, you heard musician Milton Dawes. After growing up in Jamaica, Milton moved to Montreal. And in the 70s, he co-founded the city's famous outdoor drum circle, called the Tam Tams. The Tam Tams still take place every Sunday in the summer at the base of Mount Royal, otherwise known as the Mountain. You also heard Lilia is Listening with Sarah Brooke Curtis. It was produced and edited by Sarah Brooke Curtis, Mirabert Wintonic, Crystal Duhame, and Sarah Geis. It was mixed by Crystal Duhame. <coughs> Sarah continues to record her son Eli and hopes to one day make an audio library to share with him when he's older. Sarah would like to extend a very special thanks to her husband, Ryan, for honoring both of their children in spirit and in life with immense grace. Ryan, you are loved. Visit cbc.ca slash loveme to see photos of Sarah and Eli Moon. Trust me, you want to see his adorable face. Today's episode is dedicated to the memory of Blanche Duhame and Miriam Stern. This episode featured additional mixing by Mira Burtwin-Tonic. Our theme song is by Tim Kingsbury. Additional music by Murray Lightburn. Subscribe to the show at cbc.ca slash loveme or wherever you get your podcasts. 
And if you missed it, go back and listen to the special episode we released this summer about ex-Guantanamo detainee Mansour Adaifi and how he learned to love in Guantanamo. It's called To My Heart. I'm Lou Olkowski. Thanks for listening. Want more CBC podcasts? Check out Ty Asks Why. Ty Poole is a curious philosopher. At 11 years old, he's asking life's biggest questions, like, what happens after you die? Why do we dream? How can we fix climate change? And what is love? Follow along as he heads to coffee shops, universities, synagogues, and playgrounds, seeking answers. His conversations with everyone from NASA experts to his little brother will expand your mind and touch your heart. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.